My name is Jackson Stansel. I'm a master's student in agricultural and biological systems engineering at UNL, uh, and I've been working on our on-farm uh, research studies for sensor-based fertigation management uh, and, and trying to use that method for increasing our nitrogen uh, management efficiency. Uh, some of the other folks that have been working on this study are Brian Cranky, uh, who previously was in agronomy and horticulture and now is with us in biological systems engineering, uh, Tyler Smith, uh, Darren Rudnick, and Joe Luck are all in the uh, biological systems engineering department at UNL. So why are we looking at sensor-based fertigation management? Well, the number one thing is that efficient nitrogen management is important for achieving acceptable water quality uh, in our state, particularly with the groundwater resources uh, here in Nebraska, kind of approaching some of those 10 uh, parts per million levels that the EPA designates for uh, safe drinking water. Uh, and the other half that goes right along with that is that optimal nitrogen use typically results in, in higher profits. And the hard part of that is achieving that optimal nitrogen use uh, and, and really maximizing that efficiency to achieve both water quality and those higher profit goals. So we also are, are aware that there is a potential for regulation with those, uh, those nitrate concentrations in the groundwater increasing. And so that means we, have, we need methods and technology that can help us to uh, both achieve those regulatory uh, levels, uh, as well as mitigate the impact of any regulation on productivity on farms, because uh, that's a really important thing for our producers out there. Um, and so the reason why we're looking at fertigation is that inherently fertigation offers a lot of nitrogen use efficiency benefits. Uh, you know, when you're splitting that nitrogen across the entire growing season using several different uh, fertigation applications throughout the growing season, you are really, you know, trying to match the nitrogen uptake curve uh, of a corn crop. Uh, and so that's really why we're trying to look at fertigation. And prior research has demonstrated that using responsive techniques uh, with sensors to guide uh, nitrogen application decisions uh, can also be used here with, with fertigation decisions to help us time fertigation uh, applications better. And it may even help us to maximize that nitrogen use efficiency benefit from fertigation. So over the past few years, we've kind of developed a method uh, for sensor-based fertigation management. Um, and I'm gonna break that down just real quick. Uh, the method starts with preseason data collection and site setup. So some of that preseason data, co data collection that we do is, is getting soil electrical conductivity maps and also getting yield history, uh, which helps us to get a sense of what the variability in a field is. And we also get pivot operating parameters uh, and, and those are things such as um, revolution time at 100% speed, which helps to build prescriptions for the fertigation uh, applications throughout the growing season. So after we get that data collection done and you know, the field gets planted, um, or even before the field gets planted, we'll go out and do an indicator block establishing uh, application. And that is always done by V6. It can be done simultaneously to planting if you have multiple product uh, application um, capability on your planter. It can be done with an anhydrous application, uh, or it could even be done with a pivot, um, you know, at V5 or V6 uh, to basically establish what we call indicator blocks. And I'll get to those a little bit later in the presentation. After V6, we move into a weekly process that consists of six different steps. The first step is going out and collecting imagery uh, with a drone. Uh, this Imagery can also come from a satellite, but right now the satellite data quality is not really where we need it to use it. So everything that we've done so far has been built on uh, multi-spectral imagery from drones. And so we're particularly looking at the NDRE, which is just a vegetation index that is correlated to 
the nitrogen status of a corn crop. So after we collect the imagery, uh, the next step is to process that imagery. Uh, and then we analyze that imagery and basically all the image analysis is doing is it's going in and, and saying, okay, based on the numbers that we've collected in that imagery, how sufficient is our corn crop for nitrogen? So after we've completed that analytical process, we generate our fertigation decisions. And, and these are binary fertigation decisions. Basically based on the sufficiency of the crop, we're saying, does the crop need fertigation or does it not? Uh, if it does need fertigation, then we say that the area of the crop needing that fertigation gets 30 pounds of nitrogen per acre. If it doesn't, we don't make an application uh, in, in this given week. The next step is to generate a fertigation prescription. Uh, and then the last step is to make the fertigation application. Uh, just as a side note, right now, for our research purposes, we're using variable rate injection pumps uh, for fertigation. But the reality is that variable rate fertigation pumps are, are not uh, on many farms out there right now. Uh, and so this method is ap applicable still to constant rate pumps. It would just be applied on a full field basis. And at that point, you really, really wouldn't need a prescription anymore. It would simply be delivering a fertigation decision for the entire field at one time. So this weekly process keeps going until we observe uh, that the crop is at the R3 growth stage at the time of the drone flight. And once the crop is at the R3 growth stage, no more applications are made uh, late in the growing season. So to kind of break down the objective of what this method is trying to achieve, what we're really trying to do is we are just trying to follow the nitrogen uptake curve of corn as closely as possible. So in this chart over here on the left, you have the nitrogen uptake curve of corn. Uh, and essentially the stair step plot is just showing nitrogen applications that are made throughout the growing season. And so if we can, if we can replicate that curve as closely as possible, that should be achieving basically our optimal uh, efficiency of nitrogen for uh, corn production. And so the way that we're doing this is basically through on-off control. And so looking at the graph on the right, uh, the red dots, the red line there, is essentially showing what, what we're calling a target sufficiency for the crop, right? And so if you think about an application uh, that you're making with any sort of infield equipment uh, and you have a target rate, well, that target rate is what we're trying to achieve here. We're just trying to achieve, uh, to achieve a target sufficiency. And so the blue line, which is the actual sufficiency of the crop is constantly hunting that target sufficiency. And so when the blue line is above our target, then we say that the system can be turned off. We don't need to make an application. Now, when that blue line drops below our target sufficiency, we say, okay, we need to turn the system on and an application needs to be made in order to get that corn back to the appropriate uh, nitrogen sufficiency level. So again, we're matching corn nitrogen uptake using on-off nitrogen application control. So some important definitions. I told you earlier that uh, I would get back to the indicator block concept. So essentially we have indicator blocks that we put out in the field, which are areas uh, that have an adjacently paired indicator plot and refer reference plot. Now an indicator plot is a small area that receives less nitrogen compared to the bulk field area. And this is used to indicate when nitrogen stress might occur, hopefully before the rest of the field experiences that nitrogen stress because it is lower on nitrogen. We also have a reference plot, which is a small area that receives sufficient nitrogen or more nitrogen than the bulk field area and that is to used to determine the crop performance potential if it has enough nitrogen. So essentially that's what our indicator blocks consist of. A couple of things that I mentioned earlier as well, the NDRE is just a reflectance-based vegetation index that stands for the normalized difference red edge index. 
Uh, and then the sufficiency index, which is what we're using to measure the nitrogen sufficiency of the corn, is just calculated as the nitrogen, uh, or I'm sorry, the NDRE, of the indicator plot, divided by the NDRE of the reference plot. So essentially, we're just calibrating and saying, okay, how much reflectance are we getting out of our reference plot? And what percentage of that are we getting out of the indicator plot? And that gives us a measurement of how sufficient we are on nitrogen out there in the field. So over the past two years in 2019 and 2020, we've investigated uh, some of these sensor-based fertigation treatments and on-farm research studies with the objective of optimizing the method for commercial scale implementation. And so there are two classes of approaches that we've used. There's a risk-averse approach, which is basically designed to prioritize protecting yield potential while still trying to reduce the total nitrogen applied. Um, and so this is basically just going to make applications more frequently uh, throughout the growing season to try to keep that yield potential as high as possible. We've also looked at a risk tolerant approach, which prioritizes saving nitrogen over retaining yield potential while still trying to retain as much of that yield potential as possible. But we would wait longer to make an application um, to, to wait and see if the corn uh, was kind of able to recover if there was uh, any, you know, mineralization that that would occur to prevent us from getting too nitrogen deficient out there in the field. So in 2019, we looked at typical grower management, uh, risk-averse sensor-based management, and risk-tolerant sensor-based management uh, in all of our on-farm studies. Uh, both of the sensor-based management treatments were only implemented for the last 60 pounds of nitrogen applied to minimize the overall risk uh, of these treatments, and also because that, that seemed to be uh, an area that growers were comfortable with using sensor-based nitrogen or sensor-based fertigation management was for the end of the season applications. Um, and then in 2020, we were looking at grower management again, uh, but this time we used the risk averse sensor-based management approach for the entire season. And also looked at, looked at that risk averse sensor-based management for the last 60 pounds again to compare uh, that to the full season management. Uh, it's referred to as risk tolerant here because compared to using risk averse for the full season, it was uh, designed to preserve yield potential more than the full season approach was. So our research trial locations over the past two years uh, have kind of been in three areas of Nebraska. One is Eastern Nebraska. Uh, we've also gone up to Northeast Nebraska and done a few sites there. Uh, and we've had the majority of our sites out in Central Nebraska uh, in Merrick, Hamilton and Hall counties. So finally getting to some results here, uh, what this graph shows is the partial factor of productivity uh, of uh, nitrogen uh, versus the marginal net return. And so the uh, partial factor of productivity uh, is plotted on the X and the marginal net return is on the Y. And as you can see, uh, basically all of our treatment and site combinations, so all of our risk averse, risk tolerant, uh, both last 60 and full season, most all of them are in the positive partial factor of productivity difference versus the uh, typical grower management on the field. So essentially, if we're on the right side of this chart, that means that we were more efficient than the grower. Uh, and if we're on the left side of the chart uh, versus uh, this, this axis line, then we were less efficient than the grower. So 95% of our treatment and site combinations were more efficient than growers typical management. Now on the marginal net return side, looking at profit, um, there was a lot more variability in terms of how well the treatments performed versus typical grower management. 
Um, and so really between our treatment and site combinations, 50% uh, were more profitable and 50% were left prof less profitable. Um, and averaging all of that across all of our different sites, uh, what we see here is that our risk averse last 60 treatment uh, uh, on average uh, had a higher marginal net return versus typical grower management of about $2 an acre uh, while increasing the partial factor productivity or the nitrogen use efficiency, however you want to refer to that, um, by over five pounds of grain per pound of nitrogen. Uh, we can see that our risk tolerant and risk averse treatments, uh, which are the green and, and uh, darker blue uh, bars over here on the right, did have uh, significantly higher uh, PFP gains versus typical grower management, uh, but they were also both negative in terms of um, difference in profit versus typical grower management. Um, and so those are things that we're going to, to be looking at trying to improve. So the bottom line right now on sensor-based fertigation management is that sensor-based fertigation, I can be fairly confident in saying that it leads to increased nitrogen use efficiency. And again, that's about 95% of the time in our treatment and site instances that we've observed. Uh, Sensor-based fertigation can lead to increased partial profit, but the outcomes are a lot more inconsistent. And right now it's only about 50% of the time that we're getting an increase. 50% of the time we are also getting a decrease. And that's obviously yield potential and market dependent there. Um, it's really hard to quantify exactly how much nitrogen loss mitigation this, this um, particular method has. And so we're gonna look at VEDOS zone sampling to help determine you know, how much of that nitrogen are we actually keeping in the root zone versus how much we're allowing to uh, move out of the root zone and into uh, that risk area where we may be contaminating groundwater. Um, and so th those are kind of the big takeaways. Some of the ongoing work that we have uh, is determining the environmental and management context that most significantly influence method success. So looking at soil types, um, the amount of nitrogen that's applied up front and how those can potentially contribute to how successful the method is. Um, we're also looking at adapting the method a little bit. So looking at uh, kind of delaying the cutoff timing, not stopping applications at R3, but instead going until R4, or R5. Um, we're also looking at rate adjustments by growth stage. So when that rapid uptake starts occurring around V9, potentially increasing the rate of our applications from 30 to 50 or 60. Um, we're also looking at indi indicator block implementation alternatives. So like I said earlier, center pivot usage, uh, we're trying to combine that with planting. Uh, and, and lastly, we are automating this method through software. The time input is, is really prohibitive. Uh, and so we are looking at trying to automate this entire method uh, using a software that consultants or growers could use on their, on their fields. Um, so with that, I'll conclude my presentation.